From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, March 23rd. A showdown is looming among the states that rely on the Colorado River for drinking and irrigation water. Negotiations are set to start on the river's future among worsening drought conditions. And right now, Western water leaders are attempting to work out their internal issues before the main talks begin. Lexi Peary from KUER, Ariana Brocious from Arizona Public Media, and KUNC's Luke Runyon have more. I'm Lexi Peary at the Sand Hollow Reservoir in southwest Utah. This lake is the endpoint for the proposed Lake Powell pipeline, which would pump water from the Colorado River to this growing corner of the state. It's an important bargaining chip in the state's negotiation strategy. It's also led others in the watershed to raise serious concerns. Don Ibsen is a Republican state senator from the area. And they want to bring this to a resolution and push us out, and we can't let that happen. They got whole staffs that their whole purpose is to stop Utah from having it, and particularly stop the Lake Powell pipeline. To fight back, Utah lawmakers are creating a new Colorado River Authority. It will be focused on pushing for more of Utah's share of the river. Gene Shawcroft will be part of the authority. He's also Utah's representative for interstate negotiations. Each state, in my mind, should have the ability to use its water when it chooses to do so. He says Utah hasn't used its full allocation of Colorado River water that was allocated to them nearly a century ago. But critics of that approach say projects like the Lake Powell Pipeline threaten the whole system and say Utah is ignoring the science on climate change. But while Utah wants to grow into its allocation, it's a very different conversation in other parts of the watershed, like Arizona. I'm Ariana Brocious in Tucson. Some of the water from the Colorado River enters the CAP, or Central Arizona Project, canal, becoming a ribbon of blue that winds through miles of arid desert to reach the cities of Phoenix and Tucson. Arizona is already taking cuts to its CAP supply, and if current projections hold, they'll increase nearly threefold next year, says Ted Cook, the project's general manager. So 512,000 acre-feet coming out of the CAP supply is, is um, about a third, 30% to a third. That's a lot. Arizona could also lose a lot more water if the levels in Lake Mead keep dropping. The state's junior water rights mean its supply is more vulnerable. Cook says Arizona is getting good practice at reining in its uses as supplies shrink. When you look at the drought contingency plan, at every tier level, Arizona is taking the most, and sometimes a lot more. Still, Arizona can't shoulder the whole burden, he says. Other lower basin states also need to cut back. Arizona has reassembled the committee charged with negotiating the 2019 drought contingency plan to handle the upcoming negotiations. That includes a diverse group of delegates. But some still worry groups that have been excluded in the past, like tribes and environmentalists, won't get fair representation this time. I'm Luke Runyon. I'm here at the Continental Divide in northern Colorado, close to the headwaters of the Colorado River. It's starting to snow here. 70% of the river's flow comes from Colorado, and Colorado Water Conservation Board Director Becky Mitchell says that fact alone leads water leaders in her state to feel protective of the river. First and foremost, I think it's important as Colorado's commissioner that 
we're looking at protecting our legal entitlement on the Colorado River and protecting our state's waters for those who depend on it. Leading up to the negotiations, upper basin leaders like Mitchell have been under pressure to consider implementing what's referred to as a use cap. Water demands on the river in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico have been flat since the late 1980s. And putting a hard limit on future uses would give planners more certainty. But Mitchell says that concept is a non-starter. I'm not ready to go there just yet. This is a central tension on the river. Basin states recognize the need to be thinking of and managing the watershed as a whole but still jealously guard their own river allocations. Recent studies have shown there will be a breaking point when states are forced to cut back because supplies keep shrinking. But figuring out who bears the greatest burden is what's up for negotiation. In other Colorado River news, California is spending more than $200 million to keep an unfolding ecological crisis from getting worse. The state wants to stabilize the banks of the Salton Sea, fed mostly by water from the Colorado. It's good news for those who live nearby and are concerned about their health, but the restoration could also impact everyone else who draws water from the river. From KPBS in San Diego, Eric Anderson has more. Tom Anderson walked across a dry patch of the Salton Sea's expanding beach five years ago. The Fish and Wildlife Service project manager was showing off an area on the eastern edge of California's largest lake. He dragged his black work boots across the crusty surface, turning it into dust. The really fine stuff that comes up on a windy day just is like billowing clouds of that fine material off the playa. The lake was shrinking even then because the Imperial Irrigation District sold some of their Colorado River water to San Diego. The pace of the retreat jumped dramatically a few years ago, and now thousands of acres of lake bed are exposed to the desert winds. Wade Crowfoot is California's Natural Resources Secretary, and he says the state is finally ready to help. The notion of this shrinking sea and the emissive um, dust from the seabed Uh, is really alarming and concerning to local residents, and we understand that. California is spending money to cover 4,000 acres of exposed lake bed with shallow water and habitat. It's the first of many dust control and wildlife habitat projects on the southern edge of the lake. The Crowfoot says could end up costing billions of dollars. It's a long time in coming. There's a real impatience and an understandable impatience of residents in Imperial and Riverside counties about restoration, stabilization of the sea. California agreed to take on the Salton Sea restoration when Colorado River users and the federal government signed the Quantification Settlement Agreement in 2003. That deal cleared the way for the Imperial Irrigation District to sell its water to urban areas like San Diego. It also cut the flow of water into the thirsty desert lake, exposing thousands of acres of dusty lake bed. Every time we're peeling peeling back every inch of that playa, we're exposing over 100 years of contaminated sediment. Community activist Luis Olmedo has worked for years to draw attention to the valley's dirty air, which also affects air quality from Los Angeles to Mexico. Farms, trucks, and cross-border factories all combine to heighten the public health risk. 
Is it because we're over 85% Latinos, people of color living in poverty that we're not worth that investment? You know, and here now we have the salt and sea, you know, to add, in, you know, salt to injury. Since the QSA was signed, some 24,000 acres of playa have been exposed. Michael Cohen studies Western water issues at the Pacific Institute. Projections are it could be another 40 to 60,000 acres, not accounting for the water use by the projects themselves. Some projections suggest it could be 100,000 acres of lake bed could be exposed. The public health threat adds urgency. So does the lake's unique role in Western water politics. The Imperial Irrigation District is the single largest user of the Colorado River's water, and Cohen says IID managers hope to leverage that power in upcoming negotiations to funnel money into Salton Sea restoration efforts. That creates difficult choices. Should the people and the birds, uh, the people in the environment, suffer to deliver additional water to uh, people on the coast of California and to protect uh, flows to Nevada and Arizona and, and the Republic of Mexico. The pressure to act increases as the river's flow diminishes. The Colorado River Basin is already in a two-decade-long drought, and Cohen says the Salton Sea's issues can't be sidelined. The real driver now is climate change. Less water flowing down the river means there's less drinking water for growing urban areas. The reduced flows also put extra pressure on California officials trying to keep the Salton Sea from becoming a public health disaster. I'm Eric Anderson in San Diego. The stories heard in today's newscast are part of ongoing coverage of the Colorado River, distributed by KUNC and supported by a grant from the Walton Family Foundation. And that's the news for Tuesday, March 23rd. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.